Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome back to our wonderful podcast. I do not know about you, but our kickoff segment has been incredible. I always learn while interviewing people, this segment did not disappoint. Before I go any further, I want to share our usual PSAs. Please subscribe to our channel, leave a review, tell your family and friends about us. I do not know if you remember the slogan, sharing is caring. So yes, share us and in the process, care about our uplifting message. In general, all these small actions leave a big impact on our little show. Okay. Let's get back to our show. Our Informants Tools and Tips show, where we highlight information shared during our interviews. Our interviews with Bishop provided insight into the delicate situation of leaving a toxic relationship. Our tools and tips may not address your specific situation. You may need to adjust what I'm about to share to fit your circumstances. I'm aware that one size does not fit all. Also, I must admit our tools and tips was a challenge just to get them down to 10. Since it was a challenge, one tip may go for a little bit. (laughs) It it does have some sub tips. However, if I overlooked information, you can always go back and re-listen to our interviews with Bishop. Overall, Bishop did an incredible job not only sharing her story, but providing insights and tools of her lessons learned. I noted in the interview that she expressed her experiences so succinctly and coherently. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's jump right on in. The first five tips highlight identifying a toxic relationship. Hopefully, it will bring to your attention the red flags that are easily ignored. The last five tips delve into the healing journey of leaving a toxic relationship. There are tips from interview one and tips from interview two, thus interviews. During the interview with Bishop, she described her interactions with the soon-to-be toxic relationship. She expressed that the person disguised his true character. He told her lies in the beginning but she only unraveled them as the relationship continued. Bishop also shared about his pursuit of her. He was intentional and she had not been pursued like that before. In speaking with her, I expressed women's desire to be loved. This is not a new principle. You will notice this principle in the Bible, which states, husbands love your wives and wives respect your husbands. That's Ephesians 5.25 area. Women want to be loved. In this desire, it is easy to miss the red flags 
of how we should be loved. But Bishop did a fantastic job identifying these red flags when it comes to how we should be loved. She expressed that when a person pursues so strongly, the person is consumed by the notion of what love is and how you should be valued. In essence, it's about the pursuer and not about you. You must know yourself well enough and not the person's idea of who you should be and how you should be loved. You have the right to voice what matters to you and not a perceived notion of what you want. From what I expressed so far, what are the red flags? A, not knowing specific things about the person. Again, the person disguises his or her true character. The person tells you what you want to hear and lies to you. This becomes evident when he quickly identifies with your likes and dislikes. The person comes on too strong. You move too fast in a relationship and thereby establish a false sense of intimacy. This is actually letter C. You may be wondering, what is the tip? As I warned, there is so much good information. Nonetheless, tip number one is ask the tough questions, not only to the person, but to yourself. How does this work? Well, I'm going to share my experience last year when I was doing the whole dating online thing. I met a man on one of the sites. We began to get to know one another and it was going well. He was so attentive, giving me all these cutesy names and was very eager to know me. I enjoyed our interaction. I prayed for years to be pursued and soft after. I was thinking of the Hollywood movies, turn them things. Needless to say, I finally received what I requested through prayer, being pursued. However, we all know meeting someone online requires a lot more investigation. So I began to start asking a lot of questions. I asked about his background, work, family, and friends. I asked specific questions about work colleagues. I was trying to tell if he had a job. I asked about hobbies. I asked about previous relationships. How did they end? What did he learn from them? At one point, I just asked one random question after another to try and trip him up. And you know what? After a while, I tripped him up. It became evident that he was telling me a bag of lies. He told me what I wanted to hear. Also, during our interactions, even though I enjoyed the cutesy name and the quality time, I began to realize that I wanted more. Meaning, for the first time in my life, words were not enough. Someone falling all over me was just not enough. I wanted more. I wanted a valued contribution to my life and not a whole bunch of words. He was not contributing to my growth or providing something substantial for the betterment of my life. Instead, he just talked and talked and told me things that I wanted to hear. And by the grace of God, I had the courage and strength to leave the relationship. 
Thus, to not miss the red flags, you must be willing to ask hard questions, especially questions that identify the person's contribution to your life. Do you want to be with someone who adds value to your life? You must remember though, as you're asking all these questions, you have to remember the answers because you're putting the puzzle pieces together. You cannot ask and then forget. Why? It will end up being that you are in a whole bunch of lies and you never get to the truth. So go ahead, put those puzzle pieces together, ask those tough questions, identify what you're really looking for and being able to isolate the Hollywood version of a relationship versus the reality of a relationship. The next three tips are also going to highlight red flags. The fourth red flag, because we did do three, the fourth red flag is that a person does not take responsibility and thereby blames you for his actions. Bishop noted how everything became her fault because he didn't want to take responsibility. For tip number two, spend time reflecting on experiences where you became responsible for something you did not do. As you complete this tip, you are learning who should be responsible for one's actions. This can be a tough task when a person manipulates you to believe the worst about yourself. It is hard to move beyond the person's lies. Due to the manipulation, the person indicates that it's your fault for his behavior. Here's an example. Your partner becomes mad at you and treats you poorly because how you dress. Therefore, the way you dress was your fault for his or her behavior. In this environment, it is expressed that your partner's behavior happens because of your actions as if you influence the poor behavior. Over time, this can be extremely confusing. Thus, you may need to ask in a given situation, did you physically contribute to what you're being accused of being or doing? In terms of how you dress, did you physically approach your partner and express that he or she should hate you because you dressed in that manner? Did you tell him, hate me because I'm dressed like this? Did you tell your partner that you should be punished because you wore something that he did not like? I'm going to give you another example because that may not have been as clear. So I'm, hopefully this one will clear it up just a little bit more. Another example, one night you cook dinner. In this particular case, we're going to say you're married. And your husband did not like what you cooked and blamed you for being a bad mother and wife. You are are bad because you did not have time to cook a lavish meal. So what does your husband do? He gets up, throws his food out, and then gives everyone ice cream in protest. Let's examine the facts. A, in your care for your family, you made sure that dinner was prepared on time with all important food groups. B, you did not provide sugar for dinner like your husband. C, if he hated the meal so badly, 
he could have cooked something for himself. In this situation, did you physically contribute to your husband's actions? He says yes, but let's break that down. Did you physically tell your husband's taste buds to hate dinner? Did you intentionally prepare food that he would hate? Did you physically make him give ice cream to your children? Meaning, did you get up and hand him the ice cream or give him the idea that the children should eat ice cream? Did you physically not care for your family by the meal choice? I.e., did you deliberately provide nutritious food or no food at all? If you successfully answer no to these questions, then you have done a wonderful job of identifying the truth and placing the responsibility on the appropriate person. For this tip, you are identifying how often your significant other takes responsibility for his actions. Asking if you physically contributed to the person's response is key as it will help to break free from emotional manipulation. Okay, now, here's another red flag. It actually deals with our spiritual understanding of how our and God's role is in a person's life. I was so grateful for this aspect of our conversation or my conversation with Bishop. We remain in toxic relationships because we think we can fix the person or that God will fix the person for us. Bishop revealed that God can fix anyone, but the person must be willing to participate in that fixing. God will not change someone who does not want it. He will provide growth opportunities. However, it is ultimately up to the person to follow through on God's opportunities for change. For tip number three, identify experiences where you are attempting to be the intercessor or mediator for your partner and God. Simply, how are you trying to get the person closer to God instead of the person pursuing his walk with God? Also, spend time identifying what you're trying to fix in the relationship, but your partner does not want to fix it. The goal of this tip is to allow yourself to discover areas of your relationship where you are powerless to change. This step is key when you're bombarded with lies that indicate everything is your fault. You will begin to release the burden, like tip number two, because you're allowing your partner to take responsibility. Okie dokie, we keep going. Another red flag that you may not have considered deals with your emotional and mental well-being. If you begin to not eat or sleep, start drinking alcohol to cope or start smoking to cope, or even begin to have suicidal thoughts, then this is a red flag that ought not be ignored. For tip number four is to identify how often you experience this red flag. If this red flag continues to escalate, then it's time for tip number five, the exit strategy. After working through tips one through four, 
where you are no longer ignoring the red flags, now it's time to come up with an exit strategy. For Bishop, her exit strategy began when she developed safe relationships. She was fortunate enough to use her alone or isolated time to develop these relationships in the unconventional method through a gaming app. In these relationships, she had the opportunity to share her hidden experiences. Her relationships helped her to identify the truth behind the lies. As her relationships continued, she discovered hope and strength to leave the toxic relationship. For others, you may have spouses who monitor your phone and internet usage. You also may have spouses who afflict bodily harm, which requires more detail and care with your exit plan. In this circumstance, I propose going to the library. When I was younger, the library was a safe haven for me. I digress. I'm requesting the library so that you can use the internet and gain access to the hotline.org website. They have individuals on staff who can provide 24 hours of support. You may need to take multiple trips to the library. Some libraries will require that you are in a geographic region and have a library card to use their services. Thus, for your first trip, bring a bill along to prove your address or some kind of document that shows you live where you live. Once you get the library card, scope out the internet section. Will you need money to gain access? What is the phone situation like? Do you need to befriend a staff member to gain access to the phone? If you're in a relationship where your partner demands to know your whereabouts, then make sure you check out an item to prove that you went to the library that day. On the next trip, reserve at least 30 minutes to review the hotline.org online resources. The hotline.org has an online safety plan that you can complete to help facilitate your exit strategy. The site also includes local resources and steps to complete a police report. After reviewing their resources, call their support line. If you cannot use your phone, request a library phone or the befriended staff member in the library. What I shared thus far may sound overwhelming at the moment. However, each day is a new opportunity to take a new step toward leaving a toxic relationship. Want support and guidance on your personal growth and development? Then pick up our personal growth and development workbook authored by a Christian counselor and our JNTEL founder, Kimir Baker. The workbook provides a practical approach for emotional wellness by providing insights and prompts for journaling as well as prayer. This approach reveals the power of self-reflection and self-discovery while mending emotional wounds with the help of our Father. Pick up your 10 weeks of daily encouragement and practice transformation. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash store to purchase your copy. Can you believe that was a lot of information? Like I said, these are some long tips, but we're at the halfway point. We're about to hit tip number five. And moving forward, we will explore items that you can implement after gaining your freedom. Even though freedom feels incredible, yes, it does. Over time, situations occur that will remind you of the toxic relationship. 
This weekend, I watched a program that discussed red flags and how women gained their freedom. One woman on this show mentioned that going through a drive through window to order food became extremely difficult after leaving the relationship, the toxic relationship. The reason is that her previous partner would not allow her to order her food or would rush her when she attempted to order her meal. Even though he was no longer present in her life, she realized that she developed anxiety to order food through the drive-thru. Thus, we will highlight five tips, five tools to implement as you heal from leaving a toxic relationship. Tip number six is to participate in activities that help retrain your brain from the trauma you experienced. Bishop noted that she developed an exercise regimen of running outdoors. When she did this, she was able to connect to her true self and not the emotional trauma. She drew closer to God while being in nature. She also revealed that she started to learn how to play an instrument. She highlighted the value of learning something new. As you are learning, you're preparing yourself to get to another stage in life. She also noted that you can't move forward unless you're willing to prepare yourself for the journey. She provided the example of someone who hikes. The person will have a challenging time hiking unless they, one, prepare themselves and brought the essentials to complete the hike, like water, a snack, wearing hiking shoes, and other appropriate gear to hike. Therefore, in your learning, we must prepare to reach our goals. Lastly, as you are exercising, infusing your being with music, and developing a skill, a hobby, you are retraining your brain to remap the wiring caused by traumatic events. Okie dokie now, we're going on tip number seven. And that is to seek additional support through counselors or therapists who can provide tools and guide you through your experiences. Bishop identified the value of having a therapist in her life. He provided the important tool of segregating between thought distortion versus reality. Unfortunately, when we are in manipulative relationships, it becomes extremely challenging to distinguish between fact and fiction. Another benefit of seeking a therapist is that the therapist can help to identify why you attract unhealthy partners. When watching the TV show, one woman expressed that she needed help to understand her identity and her willingness to remain in hurtful relationships. Sometimes, we need an objective perspective to shed light on our behaviors. Woo-wee! We are moving through these tips. We done finally made it to tip number eight. I personally would have never thought about doing this. Therefore, I really appreciated Bishop sharing this insight into this area of her life, that being placing mirrors throughout her home. She revealed to compact the lies about her image that she needed to look at herself the lens of truth. The truth is, is that she's a beautiful and loving woman. Seeing her true self in the mirror gave her the confidence to embrace her creation. God created a beautiful woman. Therefore, tip number eight is to look at yourself more frequently in mirrors or take selfies. While you are looking, note the beauty of your body. Be specific. For instance, I look in the mirror and state Khmer 
You have the most intelligent eyes. Or, Kimir, your eyes reveal your caring nature. Or, Kimir, your lips are looking good today. Ooh, that red lipstick got you popping, girl. I'll be honest, I do not do this often enough. However, when I do, I sure do walk around with the extra strut, telling myself that I look good. So yes, ladies, go ahead and bask in the beauty that God created in you. We're moving forward. Tip number nine. Provides a strategy for healthily processing triggers. More specifically, not projecting previous experiences onto the new ones. Unfortunately, when we do not handle with care our interactions with new people, we can easily fall into the trap of being a victim. We naturally think everyone is out against us. However, this is often not the case. Bishop provided a series of questions to ask to help segregate thought distortion from reality when dealing with triggers in a new relationship. The questions are, number one, what is the heart or character of the person in the new relationship? Number two, is the person intentionally trying to make you angry? Number three, what is making you feel like this? Is it a past experience? Number four, did the person have anything to do with your past experience? Tip number nine is to ask yourself these series of questions when you're having a hard time processing your new experiences because your previous experiences are hunting you. Basically, you're being triggered. Please note that when you're stopping to reflect, you're also giving yourself a time out. This pause will help you to respond to your partner healthily. You may also need to extend your pause by walking away and implementing tip number one. That is, doing activities that retrain your brain from the emotional hijack. Yes. Can you believe it? I know I've been talking, our sister been talking, but we finally made it to tip number 10. During the interview, we discuss the importance of training or preparing our responses. For those who experience emotional pain in relationships, there will be moments where we're just triggered. And like in our previous tip, where we're talking about how to deal with triggers, this tip kind of continues to follow in line of dealing with triggers. So when we are triggered, one of the most common response is to lash out in anger and poorly treat our partners, family, or friends. And for tip 10, Bishop provided the three times option, meaning my initial response to being triggered is crazy. Now I'm just acting fool. The second time is less crazy. And by the third time, a healthy response. For this tip, we are training our minds on how to respond to the trigger. For instance, when I had difficult conversations with men, I became emotionally heightened, unlike speaking with women. My first response, I abruptly walked away from the conversation 
and never spoke to the person again. Yeah, it was a bit drastic, very extreme. Therefore, I needed to do something different. I knew that walking away is not the best response. So I needed to prepare myself how to stay present during difficult conversations. The second time, I did not walk away. Instead, I began yelling at men during the heated conversation. After the conversation, I realized that, girl, you need to get you some help. I needed more support in this area. Thus, I began to unravel my responses with the therapist. We worked through it. The next disagreement I had with the man, I made sure that I was breathing, calming my spirit, and listening. And sure enough, I must admit, sure enough, I began to have difficult conversations without being triggered and popping off. It was work, but I became ecstatic at my growth. If you didn't catch on, tip number 10 is to prepare healthy responses to help you through your trigger. All right, ladies, we covered a lot of material. Again, feel free to re-listen to the interviews to gain insights that didn't make it to this Tools and Tips show. Remember, take your time in completing these actions. Do not attempt to do everything in one week. It is not realistic and it will keep you from being successful in implementing these tips. Okay, now I gave you a lot to chew on, which is great because now you have some time to work your plan, do what's necessary for you, what makes sense. And in that time, do things, make sure you're taking care of yourself, your self-care. Okay, now we will be back in April for another great segment.